Welcome to Communicate to Lead, the podcast that empowers leaders and aspiring leaders to communicate with clarity and impact. I'm Kelly Belton, CEO and successful entrepreneur and your host for today. I'm here to equip you with all the essential tools and strategies to master effective communication and lead your team to success. As the founder and CEO of The Tailored Approach, my goal is to empower you to be the best leader you can be. So sit back, relax, and join me in today's episode as we dive into the art of communicating like a true leader. Did you know that as of last year, only 7% of Fortune 500 CEOs are women? Or consider this. Research has shown that female executives are interrupted twice as often as their male counterparts during meetings. These are not mere numbers. They reflect the lived realities of countless women striving to lead and succeed in corporate environments. Thank goodness for the annual McKinsey Women in the Workplace Study, which illuminates the challenges that women face. If you don't know about this annual study spearheaded by McKinsey and the Lenin Organization, I'll link to it in the show notes so you can go take a look. In 2015, Lenin.org and McKinsey and Company launched the study to advance gender diversity in the workplace. Over 750 companies participated and a quarter million people were surveyed on their workplace experiences between 2015 and 2021. I've been diving into these annual reports and other research as I prepare for my upcoming Women's Leadership Incubator, but more about the incubator in a few weeks. Right now, I'm still planning it. I'm still thinking about it. So as soon as I'm ready, I will tell you more about that. For now, let's focus on the staggering women in the workplace results. While we've made progress in how we hire, promote, and support women in the workplace, it's clear we still have a long way to go. The corporate industry, with its rigid structures and outdated biases, still falls short in supporting and empowering female leaders. But here's where we turn the tide. Effective communication and building a powerful network of mentors, advocates, and allies. Effective communication is not simply a skill. It's a powerful tool for navigating and overcoming some of these challenges. And women alone can't turn the ship around. We need to focus on building a community where we can ask and receive support and where we can offer our support and guidance to other women. So today we're diving into these challenges, discussing why, despite progress, the corporate world still falls short for female leaders. And importantly, we'll explore how effective communication can be a powerful tool for navigating and overcoming some of these hurdles. The barriers to female leadership are both historical and ongoing. Despite progress towards equality, women in leadership positions still face way too many obstacles. And just to name a few of them, limited access, unconscious bias and stereotypes, the double bind, work-life balance. So let's start it at the top. 
Limited access, mentorship and sponsorship networks are vital for anyone's career growth and advancement. Yet for women, it's a huge struggle to find these resources easily available. Next up, gender stereotypes can pigeonhole women's capabilities and leadership styles, impacting their growth and perception in the workplace. Then let's get into the double bind, the need to balance being assertive with being liked. It really places women in a very precarious position, often being criticized regardless of which approach a woman takes. And then, of course, the big thing that came to light, especially in 2020, 2021, during the COVID pandemic, work-life balance. Navigating family expectations and achieving harmonious work-life balance remain significant challenges for female leaders. And these are only a few of the obstacles that women face in the corporate world. Another challenge that I didn't mention that is often overlooked for the glass ceiling is what the McKinsey Women in the Workplace study calls the broken rung. And here's a direct quote from the 2022 annual report. The biggest obstacle women face on the path to senior leadership is at the first step up to manager. For every 100 men promoted from entry level to manager, only 87 women are promoted and only 82 women of color are promoted. As a result, men significantly outnumber women at the manager level and women can never catch up. There are simply too few women to promote into senior leadership positions. That's a quote for you. And for me, that means it doesn't matter how confident you are as a woman or how easily you speak up to share your thoughts. If you don't get promoted at the same rate as your male counterpart, it'll be hard to catch up. And we know that often women don't catch up. That's why we have a statistic that says, only 7% of Fortune 500 companies' CEOs are women. So what happens when women do speak up? Well, when they do speak up, they often have to deal with communication challenges and ineffective systems. Subtle forms of communication bias, such as microaggressions, can significantly impact a female leader's workplace experience. And did you know that studies show women's ideas are 35% less likely to be attributed to them than men's ideas? It's simply crazy how often women's work is overlooked. I mean, have you ever experienced that yourself or seen it happen to someone that you know? It's time we amplify and celebrate women's incredible ideas instead of letting someone else walk away with the glory. Yes, I said it. It's time. And something else I want to highlight, because it's a pet peeve of mine, is so many times women receive ineffective feedback and performance evaluations, which can completely derail a woman's career trajectory. Ineffective feedback that comes to mind is be more confident, or you need to be a team player. All that feedback is not specific. It's not actionable. What do you do with feedback that says, be more confident? Great. What do I need to do to be more confident? 
Because when I do speak up, then I'm seen as too assertive, too unlikable, too bossy. So which is it? Yet, when men get feedback, it's always focused on, John, you can do X, Y, and Z, and this will help you become a stronger player in the boardroom. Yet you'll never hear a woman receiving the same feedback unless, often, when it comes from a mentor. Then the last thing before we step into something else is being excluded from crucial decision-making conversations is a barrier that many women in leadership positions face. When you are not in the room to help make the decision, you can forget about being taken into account because someone else is making decisions on your behalf. Why are organizations excluding women from these crucial conversations? Something to think about, something to start challenging, something to make sure that we don't become part of that. So to navigate these challenges, you know, both microaggressions, being excluded, all the different things, here are some strategies you as a female leader can try out. Number one, develop your robust communication skills and be more assertive. Speak up when you have something to say, despite the fear that others might see you as bossy or unlikable. Because it's ultimately about making your voice heard and your presence felt. Create networks and alliances that can provide the support and opportunities you need for advancement. Instead of waiting to be invited into a network, approach other people, build relationships, and start your own network. Seek out mentors and allies in the room. Think about taking a potential ally or mentor to lunch and picking their brain, having a conversation with them, telling them what your vision is for your life and how they can potentially help or support you. Start leveraging data because backing up your ideas with data and evidence can be a powerful way to gain support and recognition in a male-dominated environment. And this one might be hard to hear, but set clear boundaries and prioritize your self-care instead of working yourself to the bone in the hopes that you'll get the recognition you deserve. Boundaries and work-life balance are essential for sustainable leadership. If you're exhausted, if you're burnt out, you're not leading anybody. So it's time to realize you have to take care of you instead of waiting for someone else to do it for you. Speak up and advocate for yourself and other women in the room. Don't look away or stay quiet when another woman is interrupted or her ideas are being dismissed or somebody takes her idea and runs with it. Your duty, your job, this is how we support each other. Step in, speak up, and highlight the fact that someone was interrupted. Highlight the fact that, oh, Jane shared that idea already. Let's hear what she has to say, because change starts with us being allies for each other. And as we get closer to the end of today's episode, I'd like to highlight two women who have inspired me with how they've navigated 
workplace challenges and made their way to CEO. Rosalind G. Brewer is an African-American businesswoman, and she is the former CEO of Walgreens Boots Alliance before stepping down in September of last year, so September 2023. Brewer is a strong advocate for diversity and inclusion. She was the first African-American woman to become CEO of Walgreens. And she has spoken out about the importance of having more women and people of color in leadership roles. She's also committed to using her platform to address social and environmental issues. An example that comes to mind is that she led Walgreens Boots Alliance in its efforts to reduce drug abuse and promote sustainability. Another woman that I have immense respect for is Mary Barra. In 2016, Mary Barra became the first woman to lead General Motors, one of the largest automakers. She has since steered the company through significant challenges, including in 2016, they had this ignition switch recall crisis. And she oversaw that entire transition and moved into electric vehicles. She's known for her clear, concise, and empathic communication style. Mary is able to connect with employees at all levels and effectively communicate complex business strategies. So during the 2016 Ignition Switch recall, she did one remarkable thing. Well, she did a lot of remarkable things, but the one thing that really stood out for me is that she took full responsibility for the issue and outlined a clear plan for how GM would address it. This open and honest communication helped to rebuild trust, not only with employees, but also with customers. So those are the two women that I admire, I will hold up as examples of how we need to be and how we need to keep pushing forward as women, despite the obstacles and the challenges we are facing. Because it's abundantly clear that things need to change and women alone can't change the status quo. So here's a challenge for all corporate companies. It's time to implement policies and practices that foster gender equality. This includes things like unconscious bias training, flexible work arrangements, and mentorship programs. Supporting women and implementing these policies in the workplace isn't simply the right thing to do. It's also good for business. Some of the major benefits companies can enjoy are access to a wider talent pool, because by creating a more inclusive workplace culture, that attracts and retains women, companies can tap into a larger pool of qualified candidates. And this can lead to a more diverse workforce with a wider range of skills and perspectives. What's not to like? Another benefit, improved employee engagement and morale. When employees feel valued and respected, they're more likely to be engaged in their work and have higher morale and take pride in the work that they're doing. And this can lead to increased productivity, lowered absenteeism, and reduced turnover. Another benefit that I'm going to leave you with, <laughs> I have lots of benefits, enhance brand reputation. Consumers are increasingly aware of companies' diversity and inclusion practices. 
I'm aware of that. And I tend to support companies, organizations that promote gender diversity and inclusion practices. So by supporting women and promoting gender equality, companies can improve their brand reputation and attract more customers and investors. And in case you needed another reason, here's another one. Stronger financial performance. Studies have shown, and I think the McKinsey Women in the Workplace study has, I believe that 2016 or 2017 specifically mentioned this, it has shown that companies with gender diversity on their leadership teams have higher financial returns. This is likely due to the factors mentioned above, such as a wider talent pool, more engaged employees, and better brand reputation. So that's my call to action for all corporate companies. It's time we do the right thing, not only because it's the right thing to do, but because there are so many benefits to it. And for you as the female leader, don't wait for your organization to change. Continue developing your communication skills, advocate for yourself, and support your fellow women in the leadership journeys. Because it is scary and disheartening to see that women who make it into leadership are slow to help other women move into leadership. It doesn't have to be, I got mine, so that's your problem. Let's help each other out. As we wrap up today's episode, remember that communication is key to creating a more equitable and inclusive corporate landscape. The future of female leadership is bright and promising, my friend, but it requires effort from women, men, and the organizations we are part of. For more insights, I recommend you check out the reports from the McKinsey and Lean In studies, which provide valuable data and strategies on this topic. You can find the link to the latest study, that is the 2022 study in the show notes. That I believe the 2023 study has not been completed yet, so that should be coming out sometime in June, July of this year, 2024. Okay, my friend, thanks for listening to my rant and me being in my soapbox, but I hope you grabbed a few statistics and you have strategic conversations and you encourage other women to take up their arms and to fight for their right to be at the leadership table. So if you enjoyed the episode, please, please leave me a review. Your feedback not only helps me improve, but also helps leadership enthusiasts find my podcast. Until next time, my friend, I am Keely, reminding you that great communication is the foundation of inspiring leadership. Keep learning, keep growing, and remember to communicate to lead.